0: So we're, we're in the middle of the Iker Harishin. I'm just going to start over again. So the first Iker is Hirata. A person should understand in his heart how bitter it is to abandon a Kaddish and he should keep in mind that every Avera has a punishment to it. Be aware or be afraid of the sword. believe. <laughs> and a person should have charata on his averis and think in his heart. What have I done? How could it be that I didn't have any years? <laughs> and I was not afraid of the punishments for averis. Ki <laughs> I didn't care about my uh, goof. <laughs> of Mishachasai and I didn't have any kind of uh, on my body to ruin it just because of the enjoyment of a moment so <clears throat> the, like I was saying last time is that the uh, Rebben is saying this as an approach how a person should do tshuva and how she should you know try to have harata on his averis, and the truth is that this level of Yerushalayim is something that we should be achieve, uh, trying, striving for regardless of doing an aver or not, this is the kind of level of Yerushalayim where actually we would or would not do what we're perhaps not doing anyway, like you know Shemir Shabbos and, and things that are not even our tests, it would be a wonderful Madrega if we could have a little bit of this kind of in in everything that we do uh, a kind of a an, an awareness and of uh, a Baruch presence, and he is also pointing out a, a point, which is which is what he's, he's stressing now, is that every, the Maseil makes this point as well, that when when thinking about mitzvahs and Averis, the approach of a yid has to be uh, Hefsid kineged char. What's the advantage of doing this avera? Of uh, uh, and what's the loss? What's the advantage of doing a mitzvah and what's the loss? The misil Sharm says that that's the only way that successfully will help us navigate a Nisayin. He says There's no other way. Anybody, w-. he says that, that that if you try another way, you're going to be you're, you're you're going to fail. And that's that's the the, the is giving you one of the methods. Of, of thinking about that, and that is when a person does think about the possibility of pun- punishment of an Avera and compares it to what he gets from it. So that's, that's one method of thought. Now, you know, punishment on an Avera is something that used to be very far from our minds. could be this year got a lot closer. <laughs> you know, thing, <clears throat> when, when you see a, a Sha's Din, it does, it does make it a lot more real. Um, but nevertheless, when you think of it in terms of that of Hefsid, mitzvah and schar mitzvah, hefset aver and schar, so that that's something that's much easier to relate to. In other words, what what benefit you have from it and what possible loss? So that that makes it that's a relatable thought. That's the thought he's referring to. And I can be compared to a person that would steal. And eat and enjoy. And he knows that after he eats and drinks, he'll the 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 police will come and knock out his mouth, his teeth. Is it sweet to a man to eat uh, false bread, stolen bread? And it'll cause his mouth to be full of chatzatz. Chatzatz are uh, small little stones. And worse than that, that I've been uncaring, cruel, to my nefesh, to my neshama. So the first first mahaloch he gives us to have charata is on a physical level, that we should care that our physical selves will suffer. We're going to be punished and it's gonna hurt. The second level of al Kharata, this is very similar to the kind of style that Messiah el uses as well, the second level of al kharata is more on a, a ruchni yistiga level, and that's addressing the neshama, that if we have any appreciation for what our neshama is, uh, that itself should bother us. And interestingly, often it is easier for us to relate to the second one than to the first one, because uh, when we talk about physical, we relate to physical with physical. So, so if you see a punishment, if you feel a punishment, if you see someone else getting punished, so, okay, then it becomes relatable. And if we can see the connection between that punishment and uh, Avera even more so. Uh, when you don't see that, then it becomes a, a, an Avoida of bitachin and and Navamuna to make that connection and to make it real. But in terms of a neshama, that's actually something we feel a lot more intensely that when we do an Avera, we do something wrong, we feel bad, we feel. A lot of sometimes tame we feel empty, we feel a lack of fulfillment, and that interestingly can be easier to relate to. So have been cruel to my neshama and it became tame with the Averis that my Yitzhara made me do. and what purpose is there for all that the, the Neshama can accomplish if you are going to be evil in the eyes of Hakadish Baruchum this concept of being evil in the eyes of Kadosh is something that Chazal talk about, and it's a uh, it's 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 a standalone concept. Chazal say that it's the It's worthwhile for a person to be considered an idiot, a fool, in the eyes of people around us, all whole lives, and you shouldn't be a Russia in the eyes of Kachbruch even one moment. So meaning it's worthwhile to take abuse and to take insults and take humiliation in order to be able to keep the Torah and keep mitzis even uh, for your whole life, rather than transgress one time. In other words, if all it would take to get people off your back is just you have to do one thing for one second and that's it, then you're finished with these people. Otherwise, they're gonna bother you forever. It's worthwhile, Chazal say, to not have to to not be an, an evil person in the eyes of a Baruch even one moment. And Svarm explained that being an evil uh, evil in the eyes of a Kaddish Baruch doesn't just mean that okay you did an avera you know so you're evil. I mean, it's much more than that. When a Kaddish Baruch holds someone as evil, so then that affects the whole relationship that a Kaddish Baruch has with that person. The person then loses siyata Dishmaya, You lose bracha. You lose everything that we can get from the relationship that we have with a Kaddish Baruch so that's the point he's making here is that if, if we do an Avera and that Avera can can make us evil in the eyes of a Kaddish Baru, raw then what value do we have in everything that we we have we have accomplished? How did I transfer a transient world that's that's a Nitzkhistaga world? how did I allow myself to get compared to an animal and I followed following the Yitzhara like a a, uh, horse or a, a mule who doesn't think and doesn't know and I wandered from the wise path So uh, this last part is also largely what the Mesilla Shasham talks about in Zahirus, where many Averis happen to us not because we deliberately... Put ourselves into that position, but rather we unwittingly put ourselves in a position that we end up doing an avera. It's a lack of zahir, it's a lack of being careful, a lack of thinking ahead that we shouldn't get into a situation where things are going to be difficult. We couldn't get, shouldn't get into a situation where things are going to force us to do an, uh, an avera. And that's what he's saying. That in that way we can be compared to an animal. That animal just just goes. It doesn't have any foresight and any forethought. It just follows, you know, whatever's right in front of its eyes. And if we sometimes put put ourselves into a position where the the Avera itself, maybe we don't even feel so bad because the Avera itself might have almost been without a choice by the time we got to that point. Uh, But it's the point before that that then we have to have for. How did we not think and and try to figure out a way that we shouldn't get um, to that point? Have a great day, everybody.